Hey guys. Hey guys. Welcome back to the Selfie Show. It's Tori. And Sam. Two besties bring you all things healthcare, humor, popular opinions, which is piping hot this week. It's, this is popping hot tea. First of all, hi. Uh, oh, hi. 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 We, we took a little break, Poo. We did. We needed it. Bali was just like popping. Insane. It was so fun. I can't wait to, just, we, we're going to talk about this. Yes. But we're saving that for friday we're gonna save all the bali tea because let me tell you guys we have so much bts oh, to spill with you big tea big tea big behind the scenes we're we're dropping all the shit that happened the shit that really happened in bali and the best travel tips because we, we learned did. a lot oh my god we learned well we learned a lot about bali that's for sure Yeah, the learning curve was so so real so save it we're saving that for friday yeah. today happy nurses week happy nurses week which, happy and, and also by the way happy teachers week for all teachers out there you know what sucks is i used to get doubled up because i was a teacher and a nurse <laughs> yeah. and i would get double it's you like get... having your parents divorced and getting two christmases <laughs> two apples in the same week yeah yeah happy teach i didn't even actually know that until uh, my sister-in-law told me she's like Wait, oh yeah it's isn't it week. technically like happy hospital week isn't that a thing that is a great question. I don't know. I, I don't know. No, because I, at least in my household, it's not. It's well, just nurses, as far as I'm aware of. It's May 8th to May 12th. Okay. So it is. They do overlap a little bit. So the audacity. The audacity. Of some assholes. hospital administrator somewhere it's to our be week, like. damn it. Hey, you know what's going on? Nurses week. Let's make hospital week so that we can. Yeah, just bundle it just all together. Just bundle it all together. That's like when your birthday's close to Christmas. Yes. And they're fuck like. that shit. Yeah, me. I need two presents. Me, all Capricorns right now <laughs> are getting very triggered but uh, if you get it my fellow capricorns are like no these are separate events and you will treat them as such you know what but you deserve it okay so yes. don't let well okay well let's get into it i think the okay so this week you guys here's the unpopular opinion actually and because we've been toying on like different variations of this but this is the main idea and i actually posted about this this week and i got so many replies on this the essentially nurses week shouldn't even be a week like we should not even need gifts my my unpopular opinion is that in general all of us who don't work in like a tipping service-based industry, industry so yeah. yeah if you work in a service-based industry server bartender anywhere yeah. yeah or even any sort of aesthetic -y, like hairdressers nails, nails all that yeah. stuff but we don't normally get tips and things like that because we don't need a thank you. We're doing our job and we're getting paid for our job. Same thing for teachers. Right. The problem is, is you've developed this bullshit appreciation week because we're not properly compensated yeah. and it teachers don't need an appreciation week. How about just pay them more? Yeah. How about they don't have Support to pay out of pocket? Like yes. your sister-in-law yep. has to pay out of pocket for school supplies. Absolutely. How about they can go to school and not fear for their lives or having to use their body as a human shield for children? Yeah. And not talking about yeah. giving them guns. Like how about basic shit like that? Yeah. And then for how about us, safe patient ratios? Yeah. How how about safe how about breaks? Yeah. Mandatory breaks. Better working conditions. Oh, how about the whole thing of like patients over profits? You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I yeah, I 100% agree. Also, there's something because I think I saw it was on Impact in Healthcare and they basically put a post up like that. And it was to the idea of like, I feel like it really cheapens our profession. Like, I feel like what it it's almost like, oh, here's the pity 
thank you. It's like a way for, I don't know, to kind of draw attention away from the other things that are really kind of going on, Mm -hmm. which I feel like is happening a lot. But in lieu of that, we dropped some boxes for you guys. And so we wanted to hear what your No, we wanted to weigh in. We wanted to do a mini pastor smash. We usually do pastor smash on Fridays, but we wanted we just one right now. Yeah, we wanted to hear what your best and worst Nurses Week gifts were so that we could give our pass or smash on them. Yeah. We have some interesting... We got some funny ones. Interesting options. Okay, so <laughs> this one, an email. Okay, there we go. <laughs> A small bag of popcorn. Yeah, pass. Expired snacks from the EMS room. Pass. A $7 voucher for the cafe. Smash. I might smash that. Here's why. I don't... All these gifts are bullshit, right? Yeah, for sure. But I always spend money in the cafeteria anyways. So if it's going to get me a free yeah. something that I was going to use my own money on, I'd rather have that <laughs> than a fucking pencil yeah. or some stupid keychain or some God knows what. You know what I mean? So yeah. at least if it's like saving me my own $7, I'll uh, smash on that one. This one's interesting. We got a personal safety alarm this year. I actually think it's legit. Like, is that like one on of the brand key- though like if True. it's some cheap like thing that's gonna break in two days this one best a uh, live concert from stevie wonder that's kind of sick where in the hell do you work have no idea we gotta ask this wow person. let's see a, pe- a, a pen okay i got socks and but they're not even compression socks ew no a set of figs scrubs where do see where do these people work? So this one was a travel agency. Oh, because they all do that. That makes more sense. Yeah, it's not a it's not a hospital. Well, someone told me that theirs was a um, Patagonia jacket. That's legit as fuck. That is like the biggest smash. That I would is take like, that. I am proposing. I'm getting down to uh, me. Like <laughs> I want to be monogamous. Yeah. and only smash you for the rest of my life. This one was best. A fifty dollar Target or Amazon gift card. What smash? The fuck? Yes. There was back in the day we used to get things like that. Do I you know. Remember? We really yeah, did. We, we got used some to have good, good stuff back in the day. And then it slowly. I was running dwindled. Nurses Week back then. Yeah. No, you really... were running Nurses Week the week we got that bucket. Yeah, we got bucket, and then the what next... was that? I don't even know. It was like a. Theme. It was a sand bucket. It like... was a theme that they were like, "We need to fill your bucket," and so we filled it with all this. I can't even. I don't even remember. You filled it with the most bullshit. That was terrible. That was a bad. Good year. job, Tori. I know. Well, now, now I'm making up for lost time, honey. This year, my Nurses Week is coming in clutch for my unit, so I'm working my ass off for that one. Okay, a large coloring paper for the whole unit. Did they mean a coloring book? A coloring paper. It might have just been wow. like one big large thing for them to all know. A paper shredding extravaganza. What the fuck are you shredding? The like complaints? God. <laughs> the complaint box? Absolutely nothing. Honestly, Cut. I will smash that. I would too. You're, you're forgetting to weigh in on your. your I know. You're just reading the list. I'm just reading them. You're not even doing. Our I would segment. rather take nothing than half the things on this list. That's just what I'm like, saying. Is I would rather like for sure smash on nothing then it's like insulting sometimes yeah to get a single bag like of if you're gonna do it in my head just be smart about it and do something that that or, or do some like research like what do people actually want what do they like like no one from any of these higher-ups are doing that absolutely not which is so funny because i'm like i absolutely love i know there's a lot of nurses get heat for like how much stuff goes on for nurses week on social media but i freaking love it because i'm like this is what people actually want. Like, people want the things that we're trying to get them. So, I don't know. I'm like, I just do some research and ask people. Yeah, you know? or just do a survey. Yeah. Or something. How hard? Or then, like and I there's said. there's so many small nurse 
companies out there that would absolutely love for a hostel to be like, hey, we'd love to order a, a bulk blah, 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 blah from you. Fuck yeah, because then you're supporting a small business. Especially the hospitals that are like nonprofits too, where for you can sure. easily get local businesses to just write off things. Yeah, and I mean, people, Rad Girl Pins. People like, like nurses. So many amazing But even companies. like local, like if you had like good frozen yogurt or smoothies yeah. like delivered or something, like there's local businesses that you could would take support. the tax write-off that want to like support. You know what would be really good? Oh, I didn't we do this when you're food trucks. Yeah. we I, like, I, that, that was, was fucking great. sick. For night shift, where yeah, we used to get in and out food trucks. Yes, that was delightful. That was amazing. Yeah, mm. someone puts well, one there was a lot of these about like the night shift saying that all the activities were geared toward day shift. Yeah, always. It's, it's do better. We do know better than now. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. This person I don't even think was a nurse, but it was probably my favorite response. They wrote a dildo, inappropriate but helpful. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Honestly, smash. If you're gonna fuck us, <laughs> at least make it desirable. That's like, smash, so smash, smash that gift. Oh, Someone else told me like we got fanny packs. Okay. And I had two people. One was like, no complaints, and then someone else was like, ugly ass fanny pack for our flushes. Smash. I'd be very yeah. happy with a fanny pack. I, I'm down I'm, on a fanny I'm pack. I'm a fanny pack. Actually, girl. when I was L and D, because that was something that all the resource nurses, because you had to carry like two phones and all this shit. It was great. I loved a fanny pack. I, I love a fanny pack. Fanny packs are very practical. Yes. Lots of like water bottle and lunch bag ones and mixed reviews. Some people were saying they were their best and some people were saying they're worst. I was always a fan of getting the water bottle or the lunch bag. I always use them when yeah. I got a lunch bag. Yeah. So that's always a, a smash for me. Love. A rock. Because we are the rock of the oh my god I of the it. hospital, like, and we rock, like. No, I would throw that rock uh, at your face, literally. absolutely pass, like yeah. insulting. It's just so crazy. I always love when um, Nurse Blake does them. He yeah, always does the like, pictures. Reposts. I like when it's like literally like brown bananas, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. or it'll be like starburst, like individual, and it's like take one. You're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Take one. Come on. Yeah. How ridiculous can they get? I don't know. Sometimes it's like with the people who are running that, do they really think, you know what I mean? Like, are you thinking when you're giving out these gifts and doing this thing? I don't know. Someone... I will say this week, I loved it. I got to leave with a beautifully made smoothie and a McDonald's motherfucking McGriddle. So it was delicious. Oh, hell yeah. I was like, hello. I will definitely take this. So I'm here for it. Thank you. What I want to know is Cinnabon still do free nurses week or did they abandon that? I actually think they are. So there was a website that I posted that with the Crocs. Crocs is doing 25% off. And I think it might be on that website. But they used to do that every year, right? I don't. All I ever cared about being a nurse was like getting my free Cinnabon. But I didn't know if they like took it away. My friend, my garbage twin that went to Bali with me, Victoria, that works at Raising Cane. She said that they're giving away free chicken tendies to nurses this week. Yeah, I don't know like the details. Also, but... you guys, Raisin Cane's superior. Just have to give that a shout out. And Raisin Cane's can sponsor us. <laughs> right. We I know. Tori was like harassing. I her was. Bali, I was like, like get because my friend works in marketing. Literally in her marketing. Hold on. She's like, how come sling some chicken? Yeah, Tori will slay. I absolutely love Raisin Cane's, so I would take Raisin Cane's over your Chico Phil any day. But see, I can't find anything about 2023 Cinnabon. Like, I can mm. find 2017, 18, 19. Those I'm were like, the days. Did they, yeah. like, abandon us? Maybe we could go there and just protest. I will throw a tantrum. It's honestly <laughs> the only reason I, like, am going to keep renewing my license for the rest of my life. Um, Excuse me. <laughs> we need your Cinnabon. 
it's my week, don't you know? Well, happy Nurses Week, you guys, and happy Teachers Week. We love you guys. Yeah, also our teachers out there, you guys. I mean, I shout out to you guys. You guys are the real, the real MVPs. So couldn't be me. Could not be me. I know. Okay, so Friday we're gonna do Bali recap with you guys. That'll be a fun one. And we are so excited. Okay, so this is a topic that Sam and I needed a boot camp on. So we decided to bring an expert on for you guys because we are absolute trash can when it comes to sleep and we're all tired as fuck. I'm pretty sure you need this episode too. So today <laughs> our guest is Nicole Shallow. You might know her as your behavior gal on Instagram. Nicole Shallow is a board certified behavior analyst specializing in sleep. Her passion for sleep comes from her work with neurodivergent children and their families as well as her own personal struggle with falling asleep and staying asleep. Through supporting her own sleep and learning about the behaviors we can engage in during the day, how that severely impacts sleep at night she knew she had to get the word out let's be honest we're all guilty as fuck of falling asleep with the airpods and still playing that Grey's anatomy show on repeat after a lot of research and completing her graduate project on sleep gaining mentorship in this area and making a difference in her clients she knew she had to drop everything and study sleep she has a personal experience with many people in her life as well including her own husband who's a shift worker so we get into that a lot you guys we focus on that quite a bit because we know this is something that is very important for a lot of us. Today, we're getting into reprioritizing sleep as the foundation in which you build your daily routines, actions, that we're giving a lot of night shift hacks, supporting the nurse and the work shift community, and becoming more conscious of your behaviors and how to find a rhythm that works best for your life. All right, without further ado, let's welcome Nicole to the show. All right, Nicole, this is like the one thing Sam and I were just saying that we need all of the help with today. Sleep, it, we're not we're not excellent with our sleep. I feel attacked. <laughs> 100%. So before we get into it, though, we got to know, what is your unpopular opinion? I think I have like probably a lot, but I think something that I've learned and gotten over is that I can have my own business. I can sleep really well. I can make a lot of money and still help a lot of people. And I feel like that's something that I've learned is just like I can have it all and mm. I don't have to sacrifice what I really want. That's, oh. yeah, that's something that came to you just now. So I'm just going to go that. with that. We can have it all. Yeah. It's funny because that is kind of like going into the age that we're in right now where so many of us are trying these new adventures uh -huh. and there is that rhetoric of you can't have it all. But I don't know. I love the idea that you can master it and you can find the things that fit for you in your life and it doesn't have to be all perfect. But no, because I feel like usually people feel like they have to give up something yeah. to get somewhere or to get ahead or if yeah. you really want something it's at the expense of xyz yeah for sure yeah the biggest thing for me was it's okay to ask for help and to get there and to have people mm -hmm. surrounding you to cheer you on who want the same thing you love that I, that's uh -huh. that's the key mm -hmm. i know find you your don't tribe have to do it yourself <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> 
Yeah, we. I love that. Like that idea of like find your tribe. Uh-huh. So let's get into your background. You have a super interesting niche and this expertise that you have fallen into with sleep. But I want to know, like, how did you get there? Where did you grow up? Let's get the background before all this happened. Okay, so I'm in Vancouver, BC. So I'm in Canada. And the sleep piece, I think, has always been like an underlying struggle for myself. I have a twin sister. She slept fine (laughs) and continues to sleep. Well, maybe we switch. She has her moments. Then my parents, they both struggled with sleep, anxiety, like mental health stuff, raising twins. (laughs) It's a stressful journey. And so I always struggled with sleep, but I didn't know that I could actually support myself around it. And my mom didn't know anything other than, you know, in the 90s, it was all about cry it out. If people choose to do that, that's fine. But for my mom, that was really challenging. And she kind of shared that story. And emotions always come up around it because I know it was really hard for her. And she but she didn't have anything else to lean on. And so I'm pretty sure I never learned how to fall asleep. It was just not a skill that I actually learned how to do other than to distract myself with like books on tape in the 90s was what Mm -hmm. my parents taught us and flip it over and I got into work with kids I worked with kids since I was like 18 I coached swimming for years competitive swimming taught swimming lessons worked as a lifeguard and then I found a job kind of stumbled into it working with autistic children And I was a behavior interventionist and learned that I could actually take my psych degree that I was currently pursuing and actually do something with it because I didn't know what I was going to do. I was just taking psychology because, well, I definitely didn't want to do science and I did not want to do a ton of writing. So that was kind of where I was at. And I then pursued my master's degree in behavior analysis. So that is basically the science of human behavior. In that space, one of my profs said, okay, we have a behavior analyst who does toileting. We have behavior analysts who does feeding in our area, and they specialize in this, but no one's actually looking at sleep in this community. And so I jumped in on that because I was like, well, challenge accepted. Someone give me something to do, and I'm an entrepreneur always. So I took that and ran with it, got mentorship around it, research around it, training around it, and realized that a lot of these things I was working on with families and with these kids apply to adults as well. And it's not necessarily that our sleep is broken or something's wrong with us. It's the environment and understanding how the environment is impacting our natural circadian rhythms, which we are born with and are running on all the time and how do we adjust the environment for that and so for nurses or night shift workers your environment is totally impacting you because you have to stay awake Mm -hmm. for the night and so how do you manage that when you get home and looking at it from that perspective versus looking at it from something's wrong with you and that's why you're not sleeping well Mm-hmm. I feel like that's it's funny because Sam and I've talked about that a lot. Sam worked night shift for 11 years. 11 year, and I'm back on nights. And that's something that I think we really don't talk about nearly enough is the setting. 
Like for me, making my room literally a sanctuary is is so key. And there's definitely some things that I have implemented. And I want, and I'm sure today we're going to dig into some other tips that you might have because I know you definitely do. But you mentioned there's some people in your life who are also shift workers. Yes. So my husband is a shift worker. He's on days this week, but it's the rotating shift. So sometimes it's like Mm. two nights, two days. I know some places have picked up the four nights in a row and then you have your days off and just and then four days. So the research is leaning towards that schedule. However, not everyone's adopted that because the switching so fast is really hard on your whole system. Mm-hmm. And I guess my mother-in-law as well has been a nurse and her sister is a nurse and they're just surrounded by shift workers. You you understand our struggles. <laughs> yes. sure. Yeah, I was speaking <laughs> with her last night actually. I was telling her that I'm coming to this podcast and she was telling me some things that she was experiencing kind of working with newer nurses coming through and like the struggles they're experiencing. And I told her to just follow your guys' podcast and oh, share it with these young you. nurses. Shout out to mom. Yeah, we love you. Thanks, mother-in-law. We love mother-in-laws. Yeah. We love them. Do you mind me? Can we divulge in that a little bit? Did she mention what were some things that she mentioned that she's seeing right now? With They're not wanting generation? to work night shifts. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are struggling to kind of accept the fact of that nurses need to like it is part of the job and what does that Mm -hmm. look like and there's not always day Mm -hmm. shift lines and just I think around the quality of life that they're wanting and there's just so many there's lots of changes that are happening up here and universal health care is interesting to navigate yes yes yes, it's also very interesting to not have it here right yeah (laughs) shout out right shout out U.S. right yeah 100 percent Let's start off with maybe like a big bang question. I'm curious, off the top of your head, what is a myth that you want to bust about sleep? Like, let's let's go there. The biggest one, I think, is that we can survive off of less sleep. Like some people will say, oh, I can survive off five hours sleep, no problem. I was like, right. in the moment, you are surviving long term. Mm-hmm. How does that impact our longevity and how does that impact our mental health and like all and our physical health rolling into that adding on to each other? So it just and it doesn't mean that if your sleep is terrible right now that like you're not going to live long. It's just Mm -hmm. trying to really recognize that sleep needs to be the foundation that we build off of. If you look at the pillars of health. Sleep is actually the foundation. Without sleep, your nutrition, nothing's like you're not going to see results. Your body's going to have like trouble processing and implementing all of that that you're taking in. Physical, like if you're working out and you're not sleeping well, your muscles aren't going to repair. They're not going to build. You're not going to be able to lose weight. A lot of our weight loss actually happens over sleeping. Like everything Mm. at night is like the clean out, the restructuring, the repairing. So using sleep to your advantage rather than hitting the gym for like two hours a day and like sleeping for five hours, it's looking at that balance. And then I'm forgetting the other pillars of health, but there's like your pillars. Right, right. So how much sleep do we actually need then? Mm, The heavy hitter. (laughs) So I think 
again, it's going to depend on the person. So you want to look at like where you at with sleep. There's a range. And of course, within a range, there's going to be the lowest end and there's going to be higher end. So for adults, typically we're supposed to sleep between seven to nine hours. And so there's like a two hour window of the average. There's still going to be some people who are six and a half and they're good. There might be people who need nine and a half, ten. And so it's really looking at... (laughs) looking at what does one person need and sometimes you need more sleep after a specific day so if you're overstimulated overwhelmed if you've had like feeling pretty dysregulated you might actually sleep longer and you might need longer sleep and for Mm -hmm. women it will vary across your cycle as well so that's a really good point to bring up yeah i love that you bring that up Okay, can you dive into that a little bit? I'm no expert around hormones and all of that. But what I've learned is that women's sleep is going to be very different than men. And I think that from what I've read is that women can be more impacted by shift work versus Mm -hmm. men seem to manage it a bit better. But over your cycle, so with your hormones and how they process, so like when you're on your period week, you might need more sleep. And then there's going to be a week like during ovulation where you're like, damn, I'm up. I'm energized. I'm ready to go. I'm fresh. I'm yeah, fresh. exactly. <laughs> so and I did a lot of tracking because I had some hormone issues. Once COVID hit, I was getting like adult acne. It was terrible. I even I was just like the weight wasn't coming off. I was experiencing like extreme period pain. And so I went to my naturopath and she's like, well, just track everything. So use like your tracking app and see what the rhythms are and there was a clear difference across the weeks and we could start to see a pattern of what was happening and so when my hormones were off my sleep was also off I was experiencing restless legs when progesterone Mm -hmm. is high restless legs actually come in I don't know if you both have ever experienced restless legs but it's like I think both of you may too for me I do you you mean like is that the balancing when your leg it's like if you're lying there and you're like I need to move my legs or I'm gonna like scratch yes (laughs) yeah I do balancing Uh like even when I'm charting at work sometimes I'll find myself doing that a little bit and my it kind of runs in my family my aunt I've noticed her whole life does it so I don't know if that's something that you ever experience it when you're sleeping like when you're about to go to sleep and your legs just feel like there's like ants in them and you just have to move oh I don't know if I feel that that's, but... that's restless legs Ooh, and it's so uncomfortable pregnant women actually will start to feel it or if there's any hormone shifts and differences but I was getting that and I was waking up like four in the morning like wide awake let's go mm-hmm. and I had I knew at the time I still knew about sleep but everything else like everything else was in place but this was like a hormonal thing so I got some support around that yeah you touched on it a little bit, but consequences of not sleeping enough or health impacts or just we're not getting enough. What, what's going on? Right. Okay. Listen up. All of my nursing students that are tuning in right now, do you want to ace your nursing exams and the NCLEX with ease? Telling you, you got to check out Simple Nursing. Simple Nursing is the best study resource on the market with thousands of animated videos, colorful study guides, and a massive quiz bank to test your knowledge. And obviously, we have great news for you because Simple Nursing is having a Nurses Week sale valid now through May 12th. And you can get 30% off your membership. That is a steal. 100%. And 
Sam and I can both attest to this. This is something we wish we had when we were going through this process. Do not miss out on this opportunity to reduce your study time and stress from your life. Invest in yourself and your future. Sign up at simplenursing.com forward slash podcast and get 30% off of your membership. Again, that's simplenursing.com forward slash podcast and get 30% off of your membership. Happy studying. This is definitely selfie approved. We love this for y'all. Cheers. Well, I don't want to scare anybody. <laughs> but they have No, we like, need but, to be scared because yeah, we need to know. Okay, well, but you also brought up the long term and not yeah. that it's like means it's everyone, but what are even some of the short term and long term? Right. So when we don't sleep, so like short term, and I'm sure both of you have experienced this because you've come off night shifts, sleep deprived, right. <laughs> is that like our reaction times are slower. So driving, actually, it's worse to be drowsy driving than drunk driving because you can have micro sleeps, which are, I, I'm sure, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced a micro sleep, but it's when your I brain have. actually goes to sleep and you're still kind of awake. So those terrifying to yeah. drive. I have driven home from night shift where I've just pulled over and been like, I can't, I need to call someone. I need, like, this yeah. is, I'm like, we've had believe. friends that have been in car accidents yeah. too. Yeah. So that's definitely a real. I actually, I don't know how I ended up convincing my husband, but he takes transit after night shifts now. Mm-hmm. Probably because we don't, well, we don't have two cars now, but we did. And I was like, I just feel more comfortable if you were to take the bus home. And I know not everyone has that privilege to be able to do that. But mm-hmm. the driving home sleepy is really, it's really scary. And being able to recognize that and know, and like, that's why truck drivers, like, that population as well right like they're very sleep deprived and they're driving these huge things pilot right there's a lot of jobs where they have to work and surgeons they have to do important work nurses and they can't make a mistake they could hurt someone Mm -hmm. but we're still expecting them to at 100 percent exactly when their brain is like really tired yeah and so I think the short term there's, and I was reading some research, I actually did another uh, conference interview for first responders this week too. And the errors being made with this one protocol they did actually decreased when they put in a protocol to support alertness and wakefulness overnight to try to shift our circadian rhythm so that you're not feeling that tiredness, especially earlier in the shift. If you can like get to 2 a.m., 3 a.m., hopefully the busy time has passed and of course, depending on the hospital and where you're working, but using different protocols to support the staff. And that has to come from kind of the hospital level, right? Mm-hmm. Like the environment, again, what are the barriers for nurses, for doctors, for everyone working in a hospital that's impacting them to stay alert and mm-hmm. on point at night? Can you, in terms of the protocol, I am curious, Yeah, are there any like good key points to that that stuck out to you? That It was super interesting. So light is a very important factor, and that's like daylight, bright lights in either delaying our circadian rhythm or actually starting our process of getting ready to sleep. So what they did was they, I don't know if you guys have ever seen like the happy lights or like the really bright daylight type seasonal affective disorder light Mm -hmm. oh yeah the ones that are like ten thousand lots i think they used a light box of some sort but they exposed them to that really bright light i think it was about an hour or an hour and a half before the start of their shift and so that will help to delay their circadian rhythm 
as well as helping as supporting them in sleeping longer. So when your shift is, let's say, do you guys do like rotating shifts, like two days, two days? Some people do. Some I, people do. The hospitals that I have mainly worked at are primarily, if you're on nights, you're just on nights. But a lot of newer nurses, they'll do a rotating. I know a decent yeah. amount of people that are on so a rotating. They'll, but I believe, I'm not sure if this is 100%, but they would do like one schedule of nights and then the next schedule would be days. Right. So, yeah. Versus in a week. And so starting that first night shift is like the biggest one is like sleeping in during the day so like let's say the night before you're about to go on nights you want to sleep in as long as you can see if you can take a nap so the idea is to reduce your sleep pressure so when we wake up adenosine is built up throughout the day and every time we sleep or have a nap that adenosine gets kind of worn off so it gives you more time so you're not going to feel that like when you hit a wall and from my understanding, the wall over a night shift is like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. really hard 3, to get past that 3, 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, so using that to help push forward um, your circadian rhythm and just allow you to feel a little bit more alert, focused um, later into the evening before you can grab a nap, hopefully over the night shift. If that's I know it's not always possible, but if yeah. it happens. So in the research, sleeping in seems to be the most, one of the most effective. Mm-hmm. Is that Yeah, correct? like if you can okay. sleep. So what happens, some people might drink more caffeine to try to stay awake, but eventually the caffeine's going to wear off and all that adenosine is still going to come flooding in and you're going to feel that pressure even harder because it's just been building, 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 but you haven't felt it yet. And But if you sleep, you're going to burn it off. So sleeping in longer, having a nap... Mm-hmm. Even if it's one of those, is it like restful? If you can get into like a meditation type nap, even though you don't always like fully fall asleep, you can always get into like a stage one or really light sleep. It's still a great strategy to use. And then using that light exposure right before heading to work and keeping the lights on throughout the day. And then once you get off shift, that's when you want to decrease your light. Unless you're driving. If you're driving, don't wear sunglasses. Take the sunglasses off. And when you get home is when you can, like, dim the lights, darken the house, get in the dark bedroom. And that should be when you go to sleep. And if at the hospital, if you could avoid dark rooms, it's probably ideal. Mm, (laughs) Yeah, that's hard to do because a lot of times at night we'll we'll They have to dim the lights for the patients, right? I hate when day shift comes in and turns the lights all (laughs) on bright and is like, good morning. I'm like, excuse me. To who? Rude. (laughs) Who's happy yeah. about this good morning? Who's having a good yeah, morning? Yeah, yeah. And not me. That It was interesting, too. Like, there's some research around patients as well and, like, how to create. So it's, like, navigating the patient care because you want mm-hmm. the patients to sleep well and in a dark environment. But you also don't want, like, your staff to be falling asleep in the same breath. Right. So right. it's navigating that balance. Yeah. What's the research, or maybe you can kind of dive into this a little bit, because I've heard mixed on this. So I'm really curious your thoughts on this. Sleep catch up, if you will. Right. So like for a lot of us who are maybe even parents, right? You had a night where you only got two nights of sleep with mm-hmm. your child. Or for those of us who are working night shift and we're only getting maybe potentially four to five hours of sleep in between shifts just because your body naturally... And then... When you're done with work or on those next days, your body, you just naturally sleep in for X amount of time. Like, Mm -hmm. is that 
What's your thought on that? Is there any research on that? Or So your body's going to naturally want to catch up. And the research suggests and like what most professionals say is that you can never truly catch up. Like you can never get it back. However, you can support yourself in getting back into a new rhythm. So sometimes what happens, and I've worked with kids and adults who experience this too, is they catch up too much on the weekend. So they catch up. And then they struggle to sleep during the week. So they'll catch up, catch up, and then it will dip. So they'll only sleep for five hours. And then they catch up again, and then they sleep for like five hours. And some people can interpret this as like insomnia. It feels, it can be very distressing because they're trying to sleep, but they're not sleeping. It's interesting to see it in kids first because kids don't necessarily have all of those thoughts running through and like they're not overthinking it or blaming themselves. They're just kids and they're just awake. Their parents are not happy about it, but they're happy. They think it's daytime because their body has caught up so much that now there's just this natural dip. So it's finding a balance where catching up a little bit on the weekend for night shift workers in our house, like my husband, he'll, I'll let him sleep longer. He doesn't Mm -hmm. sleep till 10. He'll sleep till like seven or eight instead of waking up at (laughs) five for the, to get out of bed to go to work. But it's navigating that so he still knows, like, okay, I still have a lot of time to build up sleep pressure. And when I go to bed tonight, I'm still going to be sleepy. So it's really just navigating the the biology around it and then making choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We keep talking a lot about night shift. And I think the joke, but I don't know, just a real joke or not. We always joke, oh, night shift shaves like 10 years off of your life. But is that a joke? Because going back, I don't think we got to finish what the long-term consequences of sleep deprivation are. But I feel so. like I feel We do need to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that especially if... So like there's there's suggestion and there's research around that shift work is actually a carcinogen because Mm. what happens overnight is the repair. So if you're Mm. not able... If your body's not able to repair get rid of the cells that are damaged and do all of its things it needs to do, cancer and other health issues can come up. Mm-hmm. If I've I don't know the like number. Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Alzheimer's, again, is they're showing some research around for sleep deprivation or sleep issues. Like they're more likely to. Mm-hmm. It's like it's if it's in the genetics plus the environment and if it kind of adds up and then that could happen because when you go to sleep that's when your brain is like it's a dishwasher it's getting rid of all the gunk and what alzheimer's is is a buildup of all those i think it's amyloid mm-hmm. i have this habit in my head but yeah it's the gunk and it's stuck in there and it's that's where we're kind of you're seeing that build up and i don't know about you guys do you find that your brain is not working at high capacity oh, yeah. after night shifts? I'm on a stretch. The lo- the more you start feeling like even a short term memory, mm-hmm. like I'll notice I'll be like, I don't remember something as quickly mm-hmm. as I did at the beginning of the stretch. Oh, yeah. It's, I think that's definitely something. I mean, Sam and I both struggle with short term memory anyway. I <laughs> always call myself like Dory. Yeah, like, literally. Cannot. <laughs> I like lose yeah. things. I'm always like yeah. spaced. I'm yeah. a mess. Yeah. And also we've talked about this too in terms of ADHD. And I know you do speak about that quite a bit too, uh-huh. is 
I think it's the combination of like, are we forgetting this? Or are, is it a combination of we also both struggle with sleep in general, just I think from that as well. Yeah. So in terms of ADHD or just mental health in general, are there some good key takeaways or points that you've learned and maybe we can learn from? In tackling sleep, like in supporting. Yeah. Yeah. I think for ADHD and again, like I've kind of come around on my journey around that as well. Yeah. Very real. Like I think 2020 was eye opening. I was like, oh, is this why I relate to a lot of my clients that support? But I can really understand them from a very different level. For ADHD, it's understanding how your brain works. It's understanding how the environment impacts you. So for me, social events can be very exhausting. And mm-hmm. I same. I it was like small talk. I'm not into small talk, but if I have to do it, I'll do it. But I'll come home and I'll just be wiped. Wiped. It was nice when I lived alone. I don't live alone anymore. And so I love living alone. Yeah. I don't think yeah. honestly, I don't know how you guys are married. Like if I had to see the same person every single day and be like you again, like I'm also super really? thrilled that my I didn't realize how much I would love that my husband has night shifts because I get to feel yeah. like I live alone sometimes. Yeah. And it's kind of cool. It's ideal. Yeah. yeah, it's ideal. It's ideal. Yeah. But it's understanding like what do you need to support your regulation throughout the day? So ADHD neurodiversity in general so autism anxiety too like if you're experiencing high levels of stress so our nervous systems experience different levels of stress across the day than a neurotypical person might and so it's knowing what do i need to wind down is it watching reruns of a show is it having a bath is it going into a dark room and lying in silence what is it that my body needs what is it that my nervous system needs to reset and come back like and come back into my life again mm-hmm. and asking for that like if you live with someone you need to be able to say i am not okay right now and this is what i need without judgment around it or having yeah. to kind of hide anything so i feel like sometimes i i sometimes i really do struggle to fall asleep but I feel like I run myself so ragged that I actually don't have as much problem falling asleep now. I'm like, I can yeah. fall asleep anywhere, anytime because I'm always kind of this baseline exhausted. But then I have trouble staying asleep. Uh. And I don't know if that is like an ADHD thing, but I will wake up and be like, oh shit, it's only been like two hours that mm. I've been sleeping. You'll sleep really hard at the beginning and then... And then I just yeah. like wake up frequently. Yeah, so there's different reasons why we might wake up. So there's and usually during the assessment process, we can get really into it. And that's what the clients I work with. Like, we just ask them a bunch of questions. I'm like, got it. Okay, here's where we need to switch around. And usually it's about how we navigate our days. Night waking, so there's a couple things. So there's a lot of medical things that we like to rule out. Because medical first, if you try to change something over top of medical, like, it's not going to work. Yeah. So understanding that if you notice your wake ups are correlated with different areas of your cycle. So I know I would wake up certain times during my cycle or if there is a really high stress day, you could actually be experiencing. So like some cortisol spikes during the night, which then can wake you up. We also naturally wake up during the night. We don't always remember. Sometimes we do. And that's just part of the typical sleep rhythms that we go through. So that can be actually normal. And I think that's a relief to some people because I don't think they Mm -hmm. actually knew. Oh, yeah, we actually do wake up. And some people just come more alert 
in the night. Sleep dependencies are a really big one. And I think, so if you fall asleep with certain conditions, like let's say you're watching a show or you have a podcast on or maybe your dog's next to you and now he's not next to you. If there's something different in the environment when we wake up, our body is going to be more, sorry, Mike didn't play Mike Peter in. Our body's going to be more alert. It's going to be like, wait, something's different. And in order to get back to sleep, you have to put those same environmental conditions back in place and then you fall asleep like that. Mm-hmm. So that, I used to, I didn't know I did it until I think it was when I was 20. I would always fall asleep watching movies. And then I accidentally conditioned myself to fall asleep to any movie. <laughs> I, I, we I, you on that. I cannot stay awake for a movie. <laughs> no. If a movie is yeah. on, I am out. Yeah. Don't even take me We've to the movies. Literally it's a waste joked of money. about that. Like yeah. literally fall asleep. Yeah. Specifically. It's a very expensive nap to go to the movie theater with me. I know because also it's so in dark and comfy. Oh, it's beautiful. It's so good. And you're full usually of like popcorn. Great. Uh, hopefully, hopefully if i even can stay awake long enough to eat it yeah. what about like is i feel like i've heard other people say this so i'm not like crazy but if i know i have to be up really early <laughs> i can't sleep because i'm afraid i'll not wake up in time for the really early thing because i'm not a morning person so then i get this like anxiety fear and anxiety that i'm not gonna wake up in time so i wake up every hour being like okay okay i would say that's pretty normal that just happened to me. I had to get up at 3 30 because I was going to New York and we had to be at the ho- we had to be at the airport and like airport travel days freak me out because you can't be late. That is not a time you can be late. There's no forgiveness around it. And so I think I set like three alarms, one outside in the kitchen with my husband's alarm. <laughs> I have a sunlight alarm, so it's like a clock Ooh. that will slowly get brighter and brighter. And that helps too. That because I am truly like when I want to get out of bed, I need to open my blinds and see sun to like Mm -hmm. actually get me going. Otherwise, I would just like can't. Mm -hmm. I know the winter and it's so dark. Like it's finally getting brighter up here, but it's so dark and the sunlight lamp is great and it's slow. So it starts at red and then it like goes orange and then white. Highly recommend putting it somewhere far away and don't explore how to turn off the sound because once you figure out how to turn it off, yeah. you'll just want to turn it off. Right, right. But I've I've had to reteach myself. Like I kind of go in cycles where I'll like snooze, snooze, snooze. And so I have to be like, wait, Nicole, you need to figure out what are these urges? Where are they coming from? Navigate your urges in the morning and don't click the snooze button. Mm, but yeah, those lights, are, those lights are amazing. I recommend them for everyone who struggles in the morning. Right, and they're called what? If you type it on Amazon, there's like sunlight, sunlight alarm clock. Oh, we're going to get this. Yes. I am. Yes, if, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, one other like thing I see on TikTok where I never heard of it until TikTok is called sleep revenge procrastination. Is that a real thing? Bedtime procrastination. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, like- bedtime procrastination. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like you stay up really late because you feel like you like you okay for me now having a corporate job so it's like I have to be up early and I'm stuck working all day and like you don't feel like you have time for yourself Mm. and even though you have to be up early it's like you stay up really late in this like rebellious like is that am I describing that right yeah Yeah, it's like revenge like bedtime procrastination yeah and I'm like 
I felt attacked. I feel again. like adulting. That's like adulting 101. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. feel like like I do that. I I I some. I mean, I try. I'm I'm very grateful. Like I have flexibility within my schedule. I can. I have to work really hard to make sure I find balance, and I use my support system. So I have like a mentorship team that like really reminds mm. me to. It's actually called Living in Balance. So they remind me to live in balance and making sure I'm taking care of myself even in tiny pockets during the day but if i'm like backlogged with admin and just sometimes my husband watches in me it. and he's like yeah. what are you doing like you literally have not stopped all day then i'm more likely so the probability of me watching another show or maybe even having a later snack than i normally would and like mm. going to, it's almost like you know what you're supposed to do but you want to just mm -hmm. like because you've been listening to other people's stuff all day. You're like, no, I'm going to yeah. do what I want to do. No, I'm like, I'm going to just lay in bed and scroll TikTok for an yeah. hour, even though it's one in the morning and I have to be up at six. Yeah. Like, and it's like, right. I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I'm totally going to. Yeah. Yeah. Just because. And no one can stop me because I'm a grown up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. I feel like it's, it's noticing it. The first step is always noticing and being like, yeah, and I'm okay with the consequences I'm experienced for a morning. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. And then I never am. Yeah, exactly. You're like, you dumb am. bitch. You should see how uh, I have saved my alarms. Like, I have alarm number one that's like, okay, rise and shine. <laughs> and then the next alarm is so called... 12 different, no. like... Rise and shine. All right, get up. The next one is, dude, come on, get up. And then the fourth one is, seriously, you dumb bitch. Because <laughs> that, that's the one where it's like, not... Like, the first one is like, you're going to wake up, you're going to get... Your hair done, makeup done, eat breakfast. The yeah. next one is like, okay, you're going to get your hair and makeup done and probably not eat. The next one is like, okay, you're not eating, your makeup's not done, but your hair's done. And the next one is like, you are physically late now. Like, you dumb bitch, get out of bed. And that's how I like labeled my I feel alarms. like the best invention would be sunlight clock with a snooze button that can program your own voice yes. to yell at you. I, oh, I need that. I need to be like snooze. You did this to yourself. Get out of bed. You're going to smell. Like, are you, you're not even going to have time to brush your teeth now. Good job. Like, that's the alarm clock I need. Uh, someone who's listening, please invent that clock. Yes. yes seriously. Exactly. Like, Million dollar idea. Right after this. Yes, exactly. But, like, it is, like, it's, it's, like, for me, and, like, I know all the right things to do, and I still, I'll do the opposite just because, mm. and I feel like that's personality thing or i am not a fan of i like structure but i like flow and choice within the structure if i feel like i have to do the same things all the time i'm gonna get bored and i'm just gonna go back right to what i used to do mm -hmm. so it's just having that flow and choice within it and just knowing kind of what is the best way to set myself up um highly recommend the scrolling piece is like not a great plan but <laughs> Some people, it's calming for them. So it's figuring out like, okay, am I actually staying up later? Can I do this outside my bed? Is there an alternative? So with scrolling, it's like, oh, I'll do this on the couch. But like when I get into bed, maybe I'll choose an alternative activity like watching a rerun. Mm -hmm. Because it's still a screen. It can still shut my mind off. Reruns are great because they're predictable and are, we aren't going to get locked into them. And then slowly fading that out if, if you like books and 
things so like watching that. a thrilling new show right before bed is not a good idea <laughs> not like in bed while you're trying to fall asleep <laughs> yeah wait on the couch maybe but let's get an expert's opinion on sh- what do you think about tvs in your bedroom here we go here we go. I have strong opinions. And me and Tori have differing. I mean, I we have, do. I have a TV okay. in mine. I okay. actually use my iPad instead. I try to use it because it I can dim the light if I'm gonna watch mm. a show. And I think I've just like my whole life I've been conditioned around falling asleep with noise or falling asleep Thank just you. like relaxing. I feel so. I feel so seen. I feel so heard. So have I. But now I use like a white noise app type yeah. thing. I've taken the TV. I've always had a TV in my bedroom since I was like. I know kid. that's the thing. I've seen. I, I had like the TV that was like before flat screens existed. Yeah, mine had yeah. like but, a VHS. Yes. See, and I was but, the child who like was not allowed. So I think this is like my revenge, revenge. adult life where I'm like, I get a TV in my room now so I can do this. And wa- you now know. I've taken it out because I'm like, if it's there and I turn it on, yeah. I'm going to end up watching TV. I'm going to get sucked in. It's going to be five in the morning and I'm going to be watching reruns of Law and Order SVU that I've seen a million times because I have to. Yeah, yeah. And I think if you feel like the temptation, like what I do is I actually hide it behind my curtains. Because mm. we just don't have space to put it on the wall and all of that. So, and it's there. And I was like, well, there's nowhere else to put it. I live in a one bedroom in a den. There's not a lot of storage mm. to put stuff in. And right. so I just, I hide it. And sometimes for me, the good thing about the way my brain works, if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. So it's less right. tempting to turn it on. And well, now mm. Netflix got signed out. So that's even higher response effort <sighs> to sign that back in. Love that. Yeah. So yeah. we've obviously talked a lot about sleep. But actually, I want to go back to this sort of like the basics of sleep, mm. like REM and kind of like the stages of sleep. Can you give us like the surface level, like kindergarten 101 of sleep? Yes. So you've got your REM sleep and your non-REM sleep. So REM sleep is rapid eye movement sleep. And that's your dream, like your mostly dream state. You can still dream in the other ones, but it's mostly REM sleep. And that's when you're like paralyzed. There's actually like paralysis. So you aren't able to move during your dreams. That's why we don't act them out. However, if you act them out, you could have some things there. So it'd be worth getting Can you wake down. up during that? Because like I've woken up where I, like I can't move. Yes. Yeah. Me too. That oh my is God. It's so the scary. Scariest thing in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you can accidentally wake up during that. And so now you know that's just like the process that's kind of going on. It's not necessarily anything's wrong, but you, if it happens a lot, it's always good to go get checked out by like a sleep doctor and see if you can do like a bit of a sleep study just to see, okay, why is this happening for me? Sometimes you can get through your REM sleep and still experience a bit of your dream when you're kind of awake, like when you wake up and you still feel like you're in it. Mm-hmm. Or if people wake up and they're like talking and then they go right. back to sleep again, sometimes they are, might be in REM, getting out of it and then going back into deep sleep. And then you have your stage, your non-REM sleep, which is non-rapid eye movement sleep. And that has four different stages. And you go through that. Usually you dive right into deep sleep, ideally at the beginning. And then across the night the percentage of REM sleep starts to increase so if you cut off the last two hours or last three hours of your sleep you're actually losing a lot of that REM sleep which REM sleep is really great for mental well-being and the mental health side of things because you can process emotions through that you start to just like it they use it for PTSD and you can experience the 
whatever the episode or kind of moving through like things that happen during your day, but it pulls the emotion out of it. So it's not as hot. That's why people say sleep on it. If you're feeling really hot on something and it's just like, I'm mm-hmm. really emotional around this, this is really triggering for me, just like allowing mm-hmm. sleep to to do its thing and see how it feels the next day and see if that helps you kind of process that. Well, Same with yeah. EMDR. Have you heard of EMDR? Heard of it, but can you break it down? I'm trying to remember what it actually stands for, but basically the idea of it is it's to mimic REM sleep. So it moves your eyes back and forth mm-hmm. and you work through kind of a traumatic event with a counselor, someone who's specifically trained in it. Again, the idea is to take the emotion away from the actual issue the so you can speak about it without experiencing full panic attacks or full-on emotional meltdowns because just the act of talking about it brings up that response. Right. Yeah, so it allows um, some room there. My other question with that is in terms of like temperature and sleeping. Yes. So okay. understanding a little bit of the base of that, can you break that down for us a little bit? Yeah, so the best way, like our body needs to be cool in order to fall asleep. And I, you guys are in California, right? Right. California, warm down yes. there. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, well, working night shift in the summer, trying to sleep during the day rough. when it's like a hundred degrees out. Yeah, right. There's I no, have meltdowns. Right. Yeah, and, and some of us don't have air conditioners, like we don't. So yeah. there's yeah. Anyway, right. Continue. And so that's yeah. like the biggest. That's really challenging. So yeah, our body needs to actually be cooler to be able to fall asleep and stay asleep. That's why in the summertime, if you don't have AC or even a fan or something to just keep the room, excuse me, pretty cool, you're going to wake up and have meltdowns. I've had meltdowns mm. too when I'm too hot. Like, <laughs> oh, it's just awful. Right. I grew right. up in the hottest room in the house. My mom used to like hose mm. the roof down, like, you oh, know, try gosh. to cool it down. But a trick or a way to support yourself in dropping the body temperature and pulling the heat out is actually having a warm shower. Mm. So if you have mm-hmm. a warm shower you can, it will pull that internal heat uh, out of your body and it should help drop the temperature a little bit. So in the summer, mm. when you're really hot, taking a warm shower could be helpful right before going mm. to bed in the morning. Okay. Yeah. I would have thought the opposite. I totally. Like, I oh, used to think cool. the opposite too. And then yeah. I tried it. I actually did it with mm. a bit of a sunburn. I had a little bit of like a heat mm. burn, not like a full on sunburn. And I like slowly turned it up to warm. And it pulled the heat right out of my skin. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I yeah. don't feel like I always sleep better if I like shower right before. Something about home. a warm shower too, to me, does kind of set you up. It it slows it down for me, and I just start feeling like I guess cozy it's and a warm bath at night. Yeah, yeah, and you want to like balance it a little bit. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have a hot tub for an hour before you go to bed because now your body core body temperature you just cooked mm. yourself, so right. your core body temperature is going to be a bit too high. But you can do, you almost want to find that balance that works for you. But, well, okay, what is sleep hygiene? And then mm. just give us all the, make us fix Make us, us good. Fix <laughs> yeah, fix, fix all of our bad habits. <laughs> sleep hygiene, I mean, it's like, it's such an interesting phrase. It's a weird it? word. I know. Yeah, so you think of like, right. like cleanliness when you hear <laughs> hygiene. I know, you're like, right. oh, let's clean up our always... sleep routine. That sounds yeah, like something right. I definitely want to do. <laughs> Right. But basically, some of your most pivotal tips is things that are our basic needs. At the end of the day, getting movement and getting outside is a huge thing. So a lot of people who work in offices and don't actually work near windows or like actual Mm -hmm. daylight experience troubles getting to sleep 
kids too, I always suggest get them outside just by being outside, being in the elements. If it's raining, if it's out in the sun, it's a great way to just cue your body to be awake. Because once it knows it's supposed to be awake, all the systems are going to start working because everything works together. If one thing's off, something else is like going to go off. Regular meals. So understanding like how to support basically just feeding ourselves. I think for really busy people, especially I know for me, if my brain, if I'm stuck in something, am I in, am I, and I'm really in it, I don't feel hunger. Same. Yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. And then all of a sudden I stop and I'm a hot mess. I have a headache. I yeah. can't think straight. I make errors. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I should have eaten like mm-hmm. a normal person, like eat lunch. I could really use the bell schedule. Like when we were in school. Yeah, for eat sure. Now. It's time to eat now. It's time recess. to eat. Exactly. Yeah. Stop right. working and talk to your friends. And then in the evening, when it comes to evening time, caffeine, like making sure we're cutting caffeine off early. Caffeine has a half-life around five to six hours. And again, that's an average. Some people burn off caffeine a little bit faster. Other people take longer. I am on the longer end. So making sure that you're keeping caffeine earlier into the day if you are drinking it Mm. and using light in the afternoon if you're really tired, just go outside and move your body. Do something like that to wake you Mm up. And alcohol as well is another sleep hygiene piece. Understanding if alcohol is in your life, understanding why you're using it, when you're using it. Is it a wind down routine? Let's maybe look at that and see, can we find an alternative? Because wine and a beverage, like any alcoholic beverage, is the easiest way to like quiet in your mind. Right. It happens pretty much right away, especially right. for really busy brains. And so, but it will highly impact the quality of sleep that you get. It like, it in- impacts the deep sleep you get, even after, depending on how fast you process, one mm-hmm. or two drinks. Like if it's still in your system when you're sleeping, your liver and your digestive system is busy trying to get it out so that's not sleeping this is good for a lot of us to hear we gotta know these things i know and then when i make a choice i know the results and i am very aware that that's a choice and this is there this what's gonna happen and i accept it and then it actually sometimes it will kick you right out of REM sleep if you drink a little bit too much and Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you're like up at four can't get back to sleep yes because most of our REM sleeps at the end of the night so our body's just like, nope, we're not going into that. And so you cut, you miss that. So you're just not getting the quality of sleep that you need. And what else? Oh, dark room, low temperature. Yeah, it's like environments. Environment yeah. things. The temperature piece, like you said, is like very, very important for staying asleep and then eating before bed. That's what I was going to ask, eating. Yes. What's like a good time frame before you go to bed? I mean, eating? perfect world for <laughs> two hours before you fall asleep Mm -hmm. if you can have an empty stomach and your digestive system isn't fully active that will allow your stomach to repair and your digestive system to repair overnight so you're less likely to develop gi issues later on sometimes though like you might have to have a little snack so if it's a little snack keep it like low protein i was speaking to a nutritionist actually said not too heavy on the protein not too heavy on the fats because those are really hard to digest Something really quick and simple. I think I had watermelon the other night and that wasn't too bad. I was like, I just need a little something after I swam. I swam way too late. I swim late. I swim eight till nine. And it's just the way that the schedule runs. And 
but I still, I actually, I woke up at six and I was all right, but I adjusted my eating routine for that. The eating piece, even in like off night shifts and things like that with nurses, it's when you're working a night shift, it's trying not to eat too much overnight because your stomach is still sleeping, even though your brain is awake. I don't know if you guys experienced, my husband was saying he experienced gassy stomach, like your stomach just feels kind of weird around 4 a.m., 5 a.m. Things are kind of hard for me to eat overnight. Like for me personally, I prefer like oatmeal or Mm -hmm. like soup or just things that are actually kind of warm on the warm side tend Mm -hmm. to go down a little bit better. But that's a good thing to bring up too is in terms of eating overnight to kind of be mindful of that, of how much we're eating. And I do like to eat. I try on my around like five or five o'clock or six o'clock if I can get something in a little bit before I get off. So that way when I get home, I sleep mm-hmm. every now and then there's a Taco Bell run in between. But, you know, that's every now and then. So don't eat Trader Joe's coffee ice cream sandwiches in bed. Because <laughs> that's that sounds delicious. My jam. I mean, I'm, like, okay, I'm going to bed now and I bring my little ice cream sandwich and I get in bed and I'm like, just a little, a little I mean, bedtime it, snack. It depends on how you're sleeping. I think probably if you can have that as a reward for getting up after sleeping. Maybe just shift the time. I I always think about, I'm not an expert in nutrition or anything like that, but I, for sleep, it's all about the when. So if you're doing it, you can still do it, but maybe shift the when it's happening. So let's say you're someone that typically goes to bed at two in the morning and you know, that's trash and you're like, okay, (laughs) let me shoot for midnight. Or if you're like, go to bed at midnight and you're like, I could do better. I really should be going to bed at 10 PM. How does someone change their bedtime? Mm, Yeah. Especially if it feels like kind of an internal clock. I feel like my bedtime is 2 AM. And some people are. Even if I have to be up at six, that's my bedtime. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, I mean, like that's. It's shifting it. And so our body clock actually runs on a 24 hour plus 15 minute cycle. And what anchors it is light and kind of our environment, our activities throughout the day. So that's why it's really hard to just be like, all of a sudden, I usually go to bed at two, but tonight I'm going to bed at 10. You don't fall asleep till two. (laughs) And now you've like done all these things in bed that are like, or being awake. And now your bed is not conditioned with sleeping. Sleep. So you want to develop kind of that relationship. I get into bed, I do a couple of these things, and I fall asleep pretty quickly. But you can shift it, and it's bedtime fading, basically. So you slowly shift by 15 minutes, mm. and you want to shift your wake-up time with it. Although, like, you probably wouldn't need to shift the 6 a.m. You could probably just keep the 6 a.m. pretty standard. And then just try to go to bed 15 minutes earlier, but still engage in that same routine because that will condition our body like knows like, okay, we brush our teeth, wash our face. This is a pretty consistent every night. That way it knows sleep is coming. Mm -hmm. So if we can keep some of those routines and rituals the same, you're more likely to fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. So 15 minutes, like don't try to do two hours right away because I mean, it's just not going to be successful, I don't think. I need to work on that. I we feel do. like going to bed at least at midnight would be definitely more reasonable as a okay. grown up who has a job where I have to wake up in the morning. Yeah, like, it, might, right. it might be. Right. And then it's just looking at I like it's what are we doing that's interfering with falling asleep and scrolling is super fun, but it keeps our brain quite alert. And especially if you have an ADHD brain that's very sensitive to dopamine and all of that. 
the scrolling can be quite, it will light your brain up. So your body feels tired, but your brain is still going. Mm-hmm. So using more passive screen use has shown to be a bit better. If you're going to do screens in general and you find that to be relaxing, just do more passive and less active. Mm-hmm. TikTok's addicting. <laughs> oh, God, it's so bad. So, What's your take on the whole like supplement industry? Because so many people, I feel like even doctors have come out with my sleep supplement for this and like everyone's like melatonin's been the og but then people are like magnesium and now it's my sleep cocktail and i I have a a new one too yeah yeah yeah, let's hear your i get approached on instagram a lot around supplement use and my mom i think when i was a teenager that was when melatonin was starting to become like a really big thing Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so i did take it when i was a teenager because again we had no other ideas around because our circadian rhythm actually shifts when we're teenagers so we naturally want to go to bed later right but we still have to get up at well 6 a.m probably Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the supplements are kind of like sleeping pills where it's a band-aid covering a bigger problem what is it why Mm -hmm. isn't our body producing melatonin Mm -hmm. there's a low percentage i believe of people who actually have a low melatonin like naturally And so in the autism community, that can be something that's actually happening and they might need a little bit of melatonin. And the dosage is pretty small. Like our body doesn't need Mm -hmm. a lot for it to kind of kickstart everything else. But there's so many micronutrients that are needed to support sleep and kind of like sleeping through quality of sleep, all of that. And so nutritionist is great. I've had one on um, my Instagram for live. And, but it's like, why aren't we getting the right nutrients? Melatonin mm-hmm. itself is not regulated here. I, or here. Yeah. So every horm- pill. And technically it's a hormone, right? Yeah. So, yeah it's, it's not just the vitamin. It's right, a hormone. Right. And right. there's not a lot of research on the long-term use. So what are we going to see on long-term use of melatonin? There is some great research around melatonin and jet lag and I'm going to Greece in the summer and I struggle so hard with jet lag. My body clock, I think because I've got it so airtight now, like it doesn't Mm -hmm. move very fast. And so every, they say an hour a day kind of thing. And so I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm nine days in now. I'm in the right time zone and I don't feel like trash. But if you use melatonin, you can help move that along a little bit. But the supplement industry... I would definitely speak to someone who actually understands it. Yeah. And then making sure that you're getting that advice and you have a plan to get off of it. Because you shouldn't need it if you're eating well, if your body's processing Mm -hmm. things properly, like if there's other things going on. But there's a lot of money in the sleep industry for Mm -hmm. products. For sure. I know. So something that's interesting that you bring up that I actually started implementing, I kind of was in the similar feel of wanting to come off of melatonin. So I really um, recently started doing L-theanine and then uh, magnesium uh-huh. and vitamin D and zinc. Uh-huh. And so that, that, that little combination. And it's interesting because I do feel like for me personally, just my own body, I do feel a difference. And I don't know if that's because maybe I was maybe deficient in magnesium, which I just done a panel, so I was a little bit, but that's something that I think a lot of us are deficient in anyways. But yeah, I think it is worth definitely speaking to a health nutrition or someone who's an expert Mm -hmm. in that 
But L-theanine for me also, I feel like has been really, really helpful. Not like what's in turkey. That's it tryptophan. Yeah. Oh, tryptophan. tryptophan. Yeah, okay. I was, I was say, like, I there know. was a tea in there somewhere. <laughs> I, know, I was like, I, something that's supposed yeah. to make you sleepy when you eat turkey. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think like I always suggest like just speaking, even sometimes like a lot of naturopaths will just do a quick intake. Like the naturopathic doctors are very yeah. popular here because like our whole medical system is so overloaded. Sometimes it's hard to actually get in with a doctor and a doctor that right. you trust. So I love paying for my naturopath. I'm like, oh, Me I'm going to pay for this and I'm going to get great care. And we've discussed like, oh, my body needs some supplements. And it's not just for sleep. Like I never suggest like there's not one answer for sleep. Right. And it's like mm-hmm. right. this pill is not going to just like fix it all of a sudden. Yes. If yes. you have poor sleep hygiene or if you have like if something else bigger is going on for you, like if you're experiencing... Right post-traumatic stress or like all these other things like a vitamin's not gonna help you yep yeah Yeah, you're absolutely right something else i think is worth bringing up too with it and i like that you're talking about this is kind of addressing the bigger issues so recently i've kind of been talking about this a little bit but i've been on a little bit of a health journey and i started doing acupuncture for a couple of reasons fertility was one reason but also some anxiety and whatnot And I feel like since I've been consistently doing it, I feel a lot more at ease and I feel like my body is going to sleep a lot better. And the other thing that we are doing, Sam's been a part of this, is we have an an ice barrel now. Oh, yeah. So on your Instagram, I was like, that's so cool. Yeah. And it's what the thought is, is that with exposure to that for a certain amount of minutes, it can help bring down your... Um, inflammation and can help Mm -hmm. with a lot of other things. So it's interesting because I think these are all good things to be talking about, right? There's a lot of different modalities and kind of learning your body and not everybody, like not what works for me will work for Sam, not works Mm -hmm. for you, you know what I mean? So, but I think this, it's interesting to be able to talk about these things and kind of understand at least the root of it. Yeah. And yeah. And exploring like other options, right? Like if, if the first option is well, take this pill. This pill will help you sleep. And some mm-hmm. of the the prescriptions that are given are pretty heavy duty. They and there's are. a lot of side effects for them. And they're not even meant for sleep. The side effect is sleepiness, but it's actually meant for something else. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's just kind of questioning it and just doing a bit of critical thinking around it. It's like, okay, is this my only option? Is this feel right to me? Do I need this right now? But how can I use maybe behavior support to help navigate kind of the changes because sometimes people like there are some people out there who desperately just need to get to sleep and then there is a point for that and that's where the doctors can that might be what they're doing but there needs to be kind of a plan surrounding that to get off of it because you don't want to have to do that for the rest of your life well and i will say this for the people out there so i've spoken quite a bit about this my brother is bipolar and he literally has a brain that will not shut off. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's that person that unfortunately will have to be on some sort of medication to help him sleep probably for the rest of his life just because they can wean to a certain degree, but he has to make sure he sleeps. But there's other things that he's doing in addition to that. So like working out and making sure that he's on a consistent Absolutely. schedule and yeah. supporting your nutrition. And so there's a lot of I do think it's like that combination of working with your prof- a professional, right? Especially if you're someone that does struggle with 
mental health mm-hmm. on a bigger level. Mm-hmm. And then also adding in some things that might work for you. I know I've talked about this too. I've switched out our light bulbs at the bedside for red light nice. instead of white light. Yeah. Love. So good. It like makes a sexy little room oh, yeah. and it just makes for like a nice go to bed moment. Yeah. It's like a little and that's why mini brothel. <laughs> and then you have a TV brothel. in your room. Yeah, and then I have a TV. I, I can give them some things on Balance. everything. <laughs> you just mentioned behavior modification, though. What? Oh, behavior support? What, or beha- Yeah, behavior support. What does that look like in terms of sleep? So it's the changes, like how to change behavior and understanding. So from my lens, I look at it from kind of like a contingency of like what's triggering the behavior? What's in the environment that's cueing it? Mm-hmm. What are some setting events that might be increasing the predictability that this is going to occur? the behavior, what is the behavior we want to change and what's happening afterwards. So if a behavior maintains, it is being reinforced somehow. So something in the environment is reinforcing it. Either something's added or something's taken away, but it's increasing and it's sticking around. And so I look at it from kind of that lens and we really tackle the front end. So how can we, for some people, like for scrolling, for example, if scrolling or even Mm -hmm. video games is like their only sense of connection, social connection in the day and I've met a lot of teens where like video gaming is like the only time like that's when they get to speak to their friends and sometimes their friends Mm -hmm. live in like Australia and that is not Mm -hmm. ideal for someone who needs to be sleeping at night and so it's like well how can we support them during the day to have meaningful social connections so that the motivation to play video games at night isn't so high Mm. and so it's looking at it from a really broader like a broader lens And then supporting that person and understanding, well, here's how your behavior, this is why the behavior exists. And like, I know for me, like my behaviors exist for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. It all serves us in some way. And that's okay because it's helping you Mm -hmm. in that moment. But if you want to get to, let's say your goal is to fall asleep at 1030 every night, wake up at six, feel, everyone feel like you get. Anyway, some people will jump out of bed and say they're excited to wake up. But like, I feel like everyone's a little sleepy in the morning. <laughs> I don't trust people that oh, just wake up wait, like I super I am easy and cheerful. Are there people and maybe you have some insight about this because I've heard a lot of a varying like people talk about this different circadian rhythms. Yes. So meaning Sam saying she's like, I naturally want to fall asleep at two. For me, I think my natural is like 11 or 12. For my cousin, Annalise, she's like, she could literally go to bed at eight o'clock or seven o'clock every night and wake up at like four or five. What are there like, is there some science behind that or some? I think there's mixed people say night owls versus morning larks Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And right. But you can teach yourself with support. It's not easy to kind of move towards it. But there are some people who have completely shifted their circadian rhythms. They will be up all night and they sleep throughout the day. And I've met people like that. And it's hard to change it. And there's lots of contributing factors in the environment around that. So it's looking at, like, if your goal is to go to bed slightly earlier, then we can support that and we can try a few things to help shift it earlier. Mm -hmm. I think you can teach yourself to do it but you might not be an eight o'clock fall asleep person mm-hmm. if you haven't really lived your day to the fullest by eight o'clock right no i 100%. haven't even dinner i'm i'm <laughs> most of the time i will say that too because jacob for him he's a workout guy he's an office king 
And so when he's done, he's going straight to the gym and he's there for at least an hour and a half yeah. usually. So we don't eat dinner, honestly, you're right, until like 7.30 or 8. Like that's just And then that would us. make sense why like you're not tired yet because you're having a full meal later. And so mm-hmm. it's going to take time for that all to digest too. So it's looking at all of these things and how can you support if your lifestyle needs it moving earlier so you can train yourself to go either way you might not yeah like i said you might not be an eight o'clock fall asleep person like not everyone can just do that Mm -hmm. but yeah it's just figuring out what works for you and what's your goals around it yeah Yeah. and people who wake up right away I don't know those yeah. people. I don't know if we trust them. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. I get really, just like, saying. I'll wake up earlier on the weekend because I'm, like, pumped that I have nothing scheduled and I can just do whatever I want. Yeah. But I have trouble waking up during the weekday because I'm more, wor- like, I just, I know there's a lot ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's a mental piece around it. Let's talk about all of your your resources and your social media really quickly. So, because this is obviously how we found you and we love everything that you're doing. So, how did this all start and where can everybody find you? Let's get all the goods. Yeah, so I started the Instagram 2019. So, that's like four years ago now. And it's evolved. I've really just niched into the sleep piece because I noticed that there was a, there wasn't like it's interesting like you think there's something out there for everybody like there's like sleep for everything but there wasn't anyone I could find that I'm like I love what they're putting out I think sleep doesn't have to be so boring and we also need to understand it from so many different levels and from a place that it's like it's not your fault so this is happening and there's other pieces at play And so for me, that's been like super fun to share kind of the science, my perspective around it, what I'm learning and my own experience through some comedy. And yeah, we love it. Absolutely. Just educational. Like I love doing a carousel post every once in a while, but I do offer consultation directly one to one right now. And some more things are coming out. I actually have a workshop getting with a few other professionals we're doing like a six week there's like a personal trainer nutritionist counselor everyone is having their own week to just wrap it all in just like from a whole wellness perspective so where can everyone find you instagram your behavior gal with a u so behavior spelled yeah. with a U. U. United States people. <laughs> We're Canadian. We like to put the, the, the U. fancy spelling. <laughs> yeah. I'm wanting to start a YouTube channel, actually. I haven't started it mm. yet, but Good for you. I um I, now I have my office set up and you guys supported me in buying this microphone, which I'm yeah. really excited about. Oh, I just wanted yay. to motivate you. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's coming because I just found there wasn't a lot of content on there either that was just coming from this place of I know there's a lot of sleep deprived people on YouTube so I just want to support them yeah absolutely yeah so that will be well out. thank you for all of these amazing tips today Nicole and your insight I know so many of us struggle with this and it's literally the most basic need that we need right thank you you yeah. gave us some really really good great tidbits today so I know Perfection. I know thank our audience both. especially will be grateful absolutely love this we all struggle yeah all us shift people do thank you so much for having me although i feel very attacked that was a very (laughs) very needed episode as i'm literally getting off of like three hours of sleep i'm not gonna lie you sound like shit right now i know like you keep like like heavy breathing in the mic and the whole time i'm like this is not gonna be fun to edit because you're like 
sound like a English bulldog. Guys, I just worked three shifts. You sound like a pug. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a pug. That's what happens is my night. Okay. Natalie gets this too. Yes. We both, the two of us, whenever I'm working in the hospital for like an extended period of time, one of our best friends and me both, our sinuses get so cramped up. I don't even know. It's disgusting. And then I get the pug syndrome yeah, for sure. Yeah, you guys are like, literally. I'm like, why are so, you breathing like this? I know. I'm sorry. I'm so tired. I'm on three hours of sleep right now. So yeah, she's unwell. I'm keeping it. I, I am unwell. And you're getting on a plane. I am uh, a hot yeah. clusterfuck. I love you. Thanks, you guys, for being here with us. As always, make sure you're following us on our Insta. That's at C-E-L-L-F-I-E underscore podcast. You can find all our goodies linked there in the bio for you. And thank you so much for all your reviews. If you leave us a five-star review on on Apple Podcasts, just Woo! drop your IG handle so we can reach out to you. We'll send you free stickers, our badge pins, all our good stuff, and five stars on Spotify. Thank you. Also, all of our TikTok videos are being combined, or all of our videos are over on TikTok, which is kind of fun. It's a fun little scroll. So make sure you're following us over there and make sure you're following us on our Insta. That's at Nurse Tori. And at Hey Samantha with two A's. And stay tuned for our Bali recap. Woo! We're getting all behind the scenes. Okay. See you guys on Friday. Bye. Bye. Bye.